Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is what we call a three technique. This is what we call a three technique. On the ride with Royce. Face-off win by Kopitar, scores! Marion Gabrick has goal number 400! All right, who knew he was still playing? Did you I know did, he was I just wasn't playing? sure where. <laughs> well, he's... Didn't, he ended up going there from the Rangers, right? He's they been traded him there the year they won the cup. There was a stop in Columbus there too at some okay. point. Yeah, you're right. You're okay, right. Yeah. Uh, the Los Angeles, the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, yeah, the Minnesota Wild, the New York Rangers, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and then the L.A. Kings. Yeah. Uh, and of course, he's been with the Kings now quite a while. God, actually, he's 35. 2013-14. Yeah, he was part uh, of their second cup. Team. So I just wanted to tell you guys. Uh, you want to feel old? This is his 17th NHL season. Wow. And there was also a lockout year. So it's actually 18 years since he uh, yeah. since he uh, started. Uh, 18 years, Marion Gabryk. Uh, as close as any this team ever had to a star. But he's had a little trouble getting into the lineup. Last year, 56 games. The year before, 54 uh, year before, 69. The year that they got him to help him win the Cup, he only played 41 games that year. That's been but, pretty much uh, par for the course for yeah, his whole career, hasn't yeah. it? Injuries oh, it, and stuff? It has. And, uh, of course, here with the Wild, uh, 71, 78, 81, uh, 65, uh, 65, 48. Now, that was the lockout year, I think, 40, right? I mean, they they missed the year, and then they came back and played a short schedule, right? Uh the first year Parisian suitor. And yeah. then his last, then in uh, 08, 09, he played 17 games. 17 I, remember, games. I remember that year, yeah. He and you know what he is year. that you guys probably don't realize, in addition to a 400-goal score, Former Turkey of the Year winner. Oh, that's right. Yes, he, he was, was a former Turkey, Turkey of the Year winner. winner. I can't, I'm not exactly, I'd have to... Uh, call somebody from the committee to find out what year it was. I can't so remember. You, but he, I forget if it was you or Joe that mentioned this during the end of Sports Talk. Is he a Hall of Famer? No, I don't think so. I think he hasn't played enough. Plus, you probably need... Hey, Dino had 500 and some, and it took him forever. That's to true. Yeah. Yeah. I think he just he missed too damn many games. But I'll tell you one thing. The best run you ever had was because of him when you made it to the uh, Western Conference Finals. He was unbelievable in that series. And he'd been in Jock's doghouse. I I think that was the year Jock had him for about three games playing with a bunch of mutts on the fourth line because he was just mad at him. He was not one of the guys. He was not one of the guys. He was not being one of the guys, no.
Beal, straight arm and Connaughton trying to keep it at bay. Comes off the screen. Collins switches out on Beal. He'll fire the triple. Got it. Bradley Beal, 49 points. Oubre finds Beal for the two-hand jam. So Beal still has enough spring in those legs after 43 minutes and 51 points to get up and pack it. And the Wizards are going to win this one tonight. Beal sets an all-time record for an opponent in Portland with 51 tonight. How about that? As long as Portland's had uh, NBA uh, basketball, mm -hmm. uh, no opponent had ever gotten 51. Bradley Beal uh, has to do it with John Wall hurt, and he'd had about four or five bad games in a row. Now, I was watching, I ran across the NBA highlights last night. I was watching the highlights of this game, and there was a period, uh, second, third period, he and Damian Lillard were just going at each other, not guarding <laughs> each other, but, uh, you know, Okay, you go down and make a shot. I'm going to mm -hmm. go down and make a shot. I'm going to go down and make something. But, uh, but Lillard finally petered out, and uh, Bradley Beal ends up getting 51 points. Uh, they had lost 116 to 69 on Monday night at Utah. Mm -hmm. And now they go to Portland. And you know what I would have done if I'd been on radio in Washington? You could bet $100,000 tonight <laughs> on Portland to cover against these mutts. 106-92. How does this happen? It's the NBA, man. How do you, uh, you know, 116-99. Uh, he, uh, he made 21 field goals, and uh, the, the Wizards led by as many as 23. He had five three-pointers. Bradley Beal, a uh, terrific player, and... Uh, played at Florida. Just he was a one and doneer back in the day. Uh, third overall pick in 2012. And I remember when he got picked. A lot of people were kind of surprised he went that early. But uh, mm -hmm. Washington was right about him. He's a hell of a player. Watson looking to push. Does not have numbers. Doesn't care. All the way to the rim. You saw something you don't usually see. Lynch did not come over and challenge that shot. And the steal. Watson. How in the hell did uh, uh, Nebraska end up getting this guy? Glenn Washington Jr., a very highly rated national recruit uh, in 2014-15. He was uh, a player in uh, Westchester, Illinois. He was a consensus four-star prospect, ranked among the top 100 players in the country. Uh, must have fell in love with Nebraska for some dang reason. Are they an Adidas school? Uh, I don't know. What the, I don't know what they are. I don't. I, I'm kidding. I do not. Yeah, think that they, it, 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 I don't think it, Nebraska basketball has been I associated. Know, I was going to say, even if they're Adidas school, <laughs> Adidas doesn't send them to Nebraska. You know, they don't send them to Nebraska. Nice facilities, though. You never and know. What were they telling us yesterday? You said that uh, some people were saying you could get tickets for this game. Two dollars on the street. Two bucks. Well, Glenn Washington Watson Jr., uh, a junior guard, six foot one seventy three. He took care of Nate, and uh, the rest of the fellas last night goes and gets 29 points. And uh, the uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers uh, pull off the upset, beat the Gophers. And then in one of the most, you know, <laughs> giving up 50 points to the Gopher football team was embarrassing. Yes. Would you agree? Especially since the next two weeks, the Gophers scored zero. Right. Yeah. When, you, when, you, when you give up 54 and then your opponent, your proud opponent then scores zero two weeks in a row. 
That's bad. But it's not as bad as rushing the court when you beat the Gophers. I was trying to think. Uh, You know, 97, they were obviously very highly nationally ranked and the Big Ten champs, but I don't think we were rushing the court back then. I remember, no, what we lost the last game against Wisconsin, the very last regular season game in Madison. They lost to the Badgers, and the Badgers stormed the court. I do remember that. Won the Big Ten or something? No, no, no. Wisconsin, Wisconsin stormed the court against us because it was the Gophers were, I think, number three in the country oh, at the time. Okay, and All so right. and I, I remember, and Wisconsin right. was not they good. Did lose the last game of the year. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So that might have been the last time. I think that I think years it is. Ago. And it doesn't count because it was vacated. That's true. <laughs> By the way, you're talking about the roster. I forgot to mention this earlier. Did you guys notice number zero for the Cornhuskers? No, the big guy. His mm-hmm. I just looked him up. Doobie. Okiki, okay. he's uh, he's from Georgia. That guy is built like Ben Wallace. He it was just a truck, and I was like, he did. I don't think no. he played much last night, but he was the first guy off the bench every time they'd celebrate. Like, who is this guy? <laughs> he should be playing football. Uh, a, a, a big gentleman. Well, anyway, the Gophers. Uh, Congratulations! The court st- you got the court stormed against you. Got you. the court stormed against. You. Now it wasn't much of a storming. It's it like was thirty-five like, people. Yeah, but maybe hundred and fifty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of them got out there. A Co- couple of them looked much. around. And went, should we? Yeah, yeah well, why not? Why Let's not? run out we there. Beat, we beat the fifteenth-rated team in the country. <laughs> this will uh, help Tim Miles, though, maybe. Oh, I like Tim Miles. Yeah, we're rooting for him. Tim Miles is a hell of a guy. He really is. Uh, yeah. Mayville State. Started at Mayville State. Went to Southwest State. And, you know, I resent Mike McFeely, by the way. Why? What do you got against I Mike? I put on Twitter, I said, here's a guy who worked his way up oh. to become a Big Ten coach. <laughs> and McFeely suggested this was a sideways shot at someone, another coach involved in that game. Uh, There's uh, too much cynicism out there. Well, Mike knows you very well, so he might be right. Yeah, caught me again, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back. I was about to commiserate. (laughs) Talking purple right now on the ride with Royce. You play to win the game. Hello? It's former player and coach turned ESPN NFL analyst Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards is with us now. Uh, we row, we row the boat up here. You're gonna ride the train down there in Arizona. I'm riding the train. Get on board. Come on. I'm on board, baby. Let's go. When's the I opener? When's the opener? We'll be there. <laughs> I'll be, all I know is this: when I get through talking with you, I got I got 20 phone calls to make to recruit. <laughs> I was gonna say, how the heck are you balancing your time? Yeah, it's been it's been a whirlwind to say the least. But uh, I'm talking to some kids tonight, and then when I leave here Friday, then that's my last day. And I'm actually headed to, to Arizona, going to going back to school. And we've got some kids on campus this week, and then Monday I'm going on the road to go see mom and dad. Okay, so, well that's it. That's how it works. That'll be good. We'll talk a little. Uh, that's good, and good luck, and the best of luck to you, and all that good Thank stuff. You. But. How about them Vikings holding the Atlanta oh. Falcons to three field goals, man? Yeah, that that you know, I, I thought it would be one of those games. I didn't know it was going to be that kind of game. Mm-hmm. Hold that team on the road the way they did, and really uh, smother them on third down in the red zone. That was the big, big part of the game I watched. You know, they 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 couldn't convert on third downs. This offense, no separation by the receivers versus the secondary, and uh, you know, in third down, put them in a lot of bad situations. 
when you hold a team like that at home to nine points, that's mm-hmm. really, really good defense. And you were you started telling us from the get go when Zim was hired that he was a crafty son of a gun, and he basically used uh, Xavier Rhodes with some help from Harrison Smith and took Julio Jones away from the Falcons and said, "Okay, what you going to do now?" That's exactly right. And you know, and 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 you know, when you take him out of the mix, all of a sudden they're limited with the explosion plays, and they got two really great backs, and that and that was more impressive. Those backs didn't get loose because. They've got two good running backs now that can catch the ball out of the backfield now. And they just stymied them. I mean, it's just, it was, it was, it was something. It was like, uh oh, this defense is showing up like every week, guys. Their numbers weren't uh, horrible for the running backs, but they never really punched them and made them, you know, made them suffer no, because of that. No, they controlled the game. The Vikings controlled the game. It was one of those games where you held a, a high scoring offense down. When you hold them to three points, to three field goals, look, you, you hold any offense at nine points. I mean, Especially on the road, that's that's impressive. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, and uh, two weeks earlier they hold the Rams to seven when the Rams came in here as the hottest team in the NFL. Yeah. So uh, this yeah. is this is serious defense that's going on up here. Well, you know it's going to it's going to propel them if they keep playing at this pace. I mean they're going to they got home field advantage right now. Looks like so. I mean it's it's one of those things that they, they could. They can monitor charge here, and all of a sudden, everybody has to come in there and play. Yeah, and uh, they uh, we we're just starting to see it now, but people say it's uh, louder than the Metrodome, so uh, oh, that, boy. Will be, uh, that will be something. So I was talking to Tony Levine uh, last night. Uh, he he coached Case Keenum's last game at Houston, and he was there four years with him, with Kevin Sumlin had him, of course, and uh, yeah. Art Bryles had him for a year, too. Uh, and I... You look at those numbers, and I'm still confused how a guy like that doesn't get drafted. Well, you know, yeah, they're, they're, look, <laughs> there's nothing. <laughs> we we see we we see that Tom Brady get drafted in the sixth round. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Joe Montana get drafted in the fourth round. <laughs> so there's, there's no science to this draft, especially. And you know this, and you've been I'm in the business as long as I've been in the business, especially when it comes to the quarterback, right? Yeah, I mean, as soon as you think you figured it out, it's like, well, wait a minute. And there's always special guys. I mean, he has been unique in this sense. Um, you know, he's a mentally tough guy because of what he's gone through his career. You know, he's got a he's a young he's a young quarterback. He's not an old quarterback, but he's been a couple spots and, and never was surrounded with a good mix of of a team. In other words, he had to carry some teams. Now he's not equipped to do that, but he's found a, a spot right now. Well, I tell you what. He is playing with a lot of confidence. I mean, his, his numbers aren't his numbers aren't gaudy, no. but it's it's okay. You know, he does enough to just move the ball and make some plays. He's got two gifted receivers. It's fun to watch. So, uh, Herm, his last uh, first of all, he passed for nineteen thousand yards at uh, at Houston yeah. in his time. Second of all, the last look they got at him in a in a regular season game, he threw for five hundred and thirty five yards against Penn State, which was rated right. number twenty fourth. And he still doesn't get drafted. I don't get it. Well, yeah, I mean, well, you know what? I was a pretty good player too, and I didn't get drafted. Either. Yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> so I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But uh, he's. Uh, uh, you know, Tony's theory, and I think he might be right, is even when he got the play before, he was always playing somewhere where they said, well, you're playing, but we can't wait for Jared Goff to be ready. You know, it was never, no. it was never yeah. go ahead and play, and if you keep playing right. like this, you're going to be the quarterback. 
Well, he was a guy that played in a system, and those systems out of college, you know, they give you a lot of numbers, and, and, and a lot of it doesn't, you know, obviously uh, relate to the National Football League. And so they just felt like coming out, he's a system guy, yep. you know, playing in an offensive spread open. And, and, and most of those guys are that way. When they get to the league, they don't make it. So they just kind of threw him over there and said, you know, he could be a backup guy maybe. And all of a sudden, he's found his way to a place where um, he's sitting pretty good. You know, I was out uh, Winter Park today and uh, in the locker room, and man, those locker rooms are cheery places when a team's ten and two. Isn't that the truth? I mean, because you know, <laughs> there's no grumpiness to today. There was no, no grumpiness no. today. Everyone's happy. Everybody's <laughs> laughing. Everybody's joking. It's like all good. You know, it should be. What these guys have gone through. Um, it's it's tremendous. I mean, just watching them play, and every week you get the same thing. You know, they got a certain standard of how they play, and they're not backing down from it. I was uh, talking to Tom Johnson, the the uh, the defensive lineman. He's sort of the forgotten guy on that defensive line, but he played he played in the defensive line in the Arena Football League. There can't be a worse job than that in America. And uh, you know, he played in NFL Europe. He played all over the place. And now he's sitting there having fun with these guys, and it, it's great when you see those guys who really went through something to uh, yeah. to become players, you know, to be part of something yeah. great. Yeah, there's going to be great stories told, which is great. And, and this is a fun team to watch. I mean, you know, and plus, look, the Super Bowl's there. I mean, is it, you don't even want to think about it right now. <laughs> it's kind of like, really? Can this really happen? Well, we'll see. It's, it has never happened. So uh, you know you you got the you you got a new job at Arizona State and I'm sure that uh, uh, you could sign a nice contract but uh, Roger Goodell did better than you I'm guessing today well, uh, five years lot, yeah five years forty million uh, uh, five years two hundred million that's pretty good that's that's good good for him I mean because he's got a lot of headaches he's got a lot of headaches he's got thirty two billionaires to deal with. I've got 18 year olds and 19 year olds, but that's okay. <laughs> that's true, but uh, you know, uh, 40 million you can you can put up with a lot. You can buy a lot of headache medicine with uh, 40. Even yeah. if you give half of it to the government, you still got 20 left. So that's exactly right. You'll be okay. <laughs> all right, Coach. Uh, good okay, luck partner. with those phone calls tonight, sir. Okay, I'll all, talk to you next week. All right, Herm Edwards, the great Herm. Uh, can you imagine? Still making your ESPN media appearances and uh, and uh, still trying trying to recruit you know, a football team and you know they have that early signing period this year, so guys can sign in like two weeks. Oh right, yeah, yeah right, they got exactly. The early signing period, so they got to close the deal now. You know when you were talking to Coach Herm, I had one thing in mind. He's got a really good scheduler. Yes, because that guy is doing. Everything from morning, noon to night. And you know who does the schedule? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, it does. And it's not Guy. No. It's, it's Mom. And she, uh, she, I tell you what, we've had him five years. I think so. Might have missed, might have forgot once. Might have forgot oh, once. 5.15, boom, that phone rings, baby. Tape, and then uh, he got confused a couple of times. A couple of years ago, he was calling an hour early. That was when say, he was doing more traveling, so yeah, he'd be on the West Coast yes, sometimes, but, he'd be on the East Coast. He's been the most reliable guy in uh, in the world. and uh, You know, he might be 63 and people might be skeptical, but it's not going to be for a lack of energy. Oh, God, that, no. Uh, that if, if it doesn't work out at Arizona State. We shall return... 
Uh, we're going to have uh, Jess Myers with the Hockey Half Hour. Do we have a Super Bowl yes, story do, coming sir. up? Oh, this is this. As the author of those, one reason I'm, you know, have more money than I know what to do with is because of the all the dollars that are rolling in for the Super Bowl story. Absolutely, yeah, right. But uh, well, this is a good one. You'll enjoy this one. Fifteen hundred ESPN presents. 52 super stories leading up to the big game. Brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, where you always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Here's Patrick Royce. Number seven on the list of the grade eight Super Bowls was also number 25 overall. New York Giants 20, Buffalo Bills 19 on January 27th, 1991 in Tampa. This came a week after the start of the Gulf War. The country was in a patriotic frenzy and Whitney Houston's pregame rendition of the Star Spangled Banner still lives in infamy. This game always has a strong place in my memory for two reasons. One, I was in Buffalo and watched the Bills demolish Oakland 51-3 in the AFC title game. And honest to goodness, uh, with superstars like Bruce Smith and Corny Bennett on defense and Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Reed and James Lofton on offense, I thought that was the best NFL team I had ever seen. Number two, Vincent Gallo made a tremendous movie surrounding that game, Buffalo 66, in which a former kicker turned local villain named Scott Wood owns a gentleman's club in Buffalo, and Gallo sees his life having been ruined by a bet he made on the Bills to win that game. Bill Parcells and the Giants had won a Super Bowl 39-20 four years earlier, and the Giants had lost Sims to a broken foot in the 14th game, and Jeff Hostetler had taken over as quarterback. Bill Belichick was the Giants' defensive coordinator and plotted a strategy to take away the quick routes from Kelly. Ron Earhart and Tom Coughlin plotted the same style of ball control offense the Giants had used against the Bears and the 49ers. Giants set a Super Bowl best by holding the ball for 40 minutes, 33 seconds. They had a touchdown drive in the third quarter that took 9 minutes and 29 seconds with Otis Anderson, the game's MVP, scoring on a one-yard run. Touchdown, Anderson! is one of the great drives in Super Bowl history. The Giants then had a field goal drive that ended at the Bills 3, and that one took 7 minutes and 32 seconds. Barr's field goal made it 20-19. The Bills started at their 10 with 2.16 left, made it to the Giants 29, and then Scott Norwood missed the 47-yard field goal to the right in the final second. Now Norwood tries to kick his longest ever on grass. There are photographers and people all over the field, but the clock still has four seconds on it. <laughs> it was the first of four straight Super Bowl losses for the Bills, but it sure made for a great movie. 52 Super Stories continues next week. Brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, where you always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. And for more details on Super Bowl 52 coming to the Twin Cities in 2018, sign up for the host committee email at mnsuperbowl.com. 
Give us 30 minutes and we'll give you everything Cubs. What is uh, slashing? Slashing is like that. Jess Myers now joins the ride with Royce for this edition of the Hockey Half Hour. We're bringing in Joel Erickson Eck as a uh, reinforcements for the uh, West Coast road trip here. Does, does uh, this mean that maybe Matt Cullen at age whatever he is is over the hill? They're finally uh, admitting that he doesn't have, have enough to, left in the tank to might contribute. Might have to put uh, Joe. Well, they begged him to come back. He I was know. more than willing to retire. It was a good, they, they was a good story. They begged him to come back. One, yeah. two Stanley Cups, come back to the hometown. and So we, of course, were uh, happy about uh, Joel Erickson Eck at the start of everything in training camp was uh, sweetness and light. Uh, yep. What happened? Why did he get sent back? He just just uh, not not contributing enough. You know, mm-hmm. it was one of those where they like to send them down and build their confidence. You know, they mm-hmm. used to do that with Jason Zucker all the time. They're mm-hmm. doing that with Luke Cunning now. Um, get them down there. Get them playing on a top or first line or a second line. Get them used to moving the puck and shooting the puck. And then the thought is it'll translate to the big level that they'll have that kind of confidence that I can step up and do this. They won't play timid in, in those kinds of things. That's not the way Jock did it in those early years. Ooh. He kept them around. Now he might not play them every game, but uh, like Gabby. Gabby, he uh, had Gabby, him up there right from the start. Right from the start, and he played him. But then they had... Uh, the the little guy, yeah, uh, Cliff Ronning, maybe. No, 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 no. no. The, who, who, the, the number one draft choice that came after uh, Pierre Marc Bouchard. Pierre Marc Bouchard. We kept Butchie, him up. They called him. We much. kept him up all the time, and yeah. even though he only played about half Num- the time, number and then four overall Burns, picks, by the Burns, way. Yeah. they kept uh, yeah. uh, all the time. And Burns, you know, seemed like he had the body that was at least ready oh, for that. Pierre Marc uh, ended up having bad concussion problems. Yeah, didn't he? a lot of concussion like, missed, uh, Didn't he play one game one season or yeah. something like that? Came back for one game and got you know right away like second period he was like no mm-hmm. something ain't right and he uh, he he pulled himself out of the lineup yeah tough deal but uh, but they, that was my they, joke last they, night when Gabrick lights it up against the wild I said I had no idea Gabrick was healthy ever you know, know he's, well, he's one of those we guys. had. Uh, we had Wicker on earlier today, and I asked him about Gabby. I said, has he been anything? He says, well, uh, all I know is that uh, he looked in the parking lot, and he had one of the, and he was parked in one of the handicap zones. Uh, you know, <laughs> so he apparently, uh, yeah, he's, uh, I don't know, uh, 400 goals, but um, yeah, you have so to wonder many games that he what, missed. What the career could have been if, he, you know, if mm-hmm. he would have played 82 games a year, all those years where he was out half the season. He was a strange guy to read because I didn't, you know, he was he he, he was extremely quiet and didn't yep. want to participate in anything like that. But uh, I don't know if he cared or not. I I don't know if he the the perception was that he did, but he might have been hard, just injury prone. Too. And it seemed like it always took him a long time to come back from injury. Mm-hmm. Well, too, one year he only played nine games. Right, right, mm-hmm. and you know, and that always helped. One of the great Marion Gabrick moments I remember when it was late in his days with the Wild. The boat show was going on, you know, mm-hmm. over over there it's after a game a couple hours after a game and they've got all these boats lined up and he and his girlfriend come out mm-hmm. and get into a full-blown argument in Slovakian about okay. what kind of boat he's going to buy for. <laughs> you know, she's pointing at the pontoon boat and he wants the fishing boat. Okay. And didn't understand a word of it. But, but it they was, were upset. It, at it was very other. obvious that there was a difference of opinion. On Did she what, ever become Mrs. Gabbard? I or don't we I, know. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. And he went to New York shortly thereafter and then got injured for the Rangers and, you know, and, and kind of faded from view. But I mean, you know. Is he the, still their all-time leading scorer? I th- I yeah, know. I think he is. I think he's, he would have to be, right? And uh, I, I heard a good joke from another writer last night. 
tonight that he's uh, Koivu is still like 40 goals behind him or something. And at Koivu's current rate, he'll need a contract extension <laughs> if he's going to uh, he, uh, he's gonna catch what, him. Uh, for all the shots we've taken at him through the years, including once-time winner of the Turkey of the Year one year, uh, he uh, he was an SOB in 2003 playoffs, man. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. You know, he's, he's the only reason they got to the third round. Yeah. And I think he either didn't play the first game or he was in Jack's doghouse. I think maybe he didn't play the first game because of some minor injury of the when they started that playoff run. And, right. And Jack was... And keep in mind, that was one of those years where the avalanche seemed like, you know, the heir apparent oh, or, yeah. you know, deemed, you know, untouchable. And, Down and, three to one to yeah. two great teams, two uh, really, uh, really good teams. So... Yeah. Uh, but they uh fun you know, reintroduction to playoff hockey, the Bertuzzi thing and oh man, what a oh, what a crazy year. Oh, it was, was great. And it was the you know, the first time around and it was uh it was pretty much madness. My my memory of that is always well, Burrow and I split it up. He was gonna take basketball and I was gonna take hockey. Yep. Uh they got beat in the first round. The basketball, basketball team. team. I covered hockey. I I think I went to Augusta and I came back and covered like forty six days of hockey or something, <laughs> which was fine. It was fun. Sure. It was fun with Jack, and it was fun to see people care that much. And uh, Until you went out to Anaheim and they didn't score a goal for the third consecutive oh. game. But, oh, boy. Yeah, I was... remember Glenn Crevier is our boss. is still a boss at the Star Tribune, as you well know. And uh, Glenn likes to plan. You sure. know, And that first playoff game was a Saturday afternoon game with Anaheim right. at uh, at, home, at, right? at the X. Seventh to seventh seed in the playoffs, was, and they were home home and ice. And it was zero zero after one. Yeah. And zero zero after two. And Glenn is getting nervous. And we we got about six people there, and Glenn <laughs> wants to know what we're gonna write. And and this went on for a while, and finally I uh I lost my normal composure and said, <laughs> Glenn. Let's get a bleeping, bleeping, bleeping. Somebody to at least hit a post before we decide what we're going to write here. You know, and Jaguar so. makes the save of his career. In, yes. in I think it was I think it was early overtime when he lays the paddle down and blocks Garrick right on the doorstep, and that was yeah, uh, kind of defining uh, of the series. And then the winner was uh, who got the winner? It was finally. Did it go to a second overtime? I think it went to it? two overtimes. Yeah. Yeah. It was just it went on for hours. And just bad but it was a day game, so nobody cared. Yeah. So everybody was. was it was good, but uh, yeah, it, it went it went out with a whimper. But boy, it was fun for two rounds. I I don't know about this. I I went over and saw him the other day. The third period was great. They got uh, a bunch of goals and uh, and uh, in the first first period, okay. Second period, dull. Third period, they were terrific yep. and uh, and won a game. And then they won. So they they've won thirteen, lost fourteen. I still think they'll make the playoffs, don't you? Well, they're right now they're in a point where they'd have to leapfrog a couple teams, and that's but, tough. Yeah, but, and and they're so they're many... gonna, Vegas is coming back, baby. They're Vegas coming is coming back. back to earth. Okay, yeah. let's talk about Vegas. Here's the shakeup trade. Here's what we need. Here's what, okay. how, how we need to you know. So now it's looking like a mistake that you let Tuck go because he's lighting things up and he had an unbelievable yeah. shootout goal last night. Yeah. You got to get Tuck back somehow. What's Vegas going to want for Tuck? <laughs> they're going to want Jason Zucker, of course, because yeah, he's sure, a guy right. who scores goals. He lives well, in give Vegas. It, give them both back. To us, and you can have Zucker. You can have Zucker, or I thought you know Tuck in a first rounder or something like that. You yeah. know, it's Vegas stockpiled all those draft picks. Let's get Tuck back. Let's let's put Zucker back in his hometown. Now I'd hate to lose Zucker, but I think 
you got to do some kind of shake up trade like that. You got to you got to trade a top two liner to say nobody's sacred on this team. Did right? you uh, see uh, Hollis goal last night? I to, heard uh, of Hollis goal. It was a hell of a goal. I did. I, yeah. I saw that. I wasn't watching live, but they have <laughs> these highlight shows that uh, fella can see stuff on it. And in the Hall meantime, got a hell of a goal. Yeah, and in the meantime, Dumba makes a bad turnover and and gives up the tying goal, and now all of a sudden, hanging on to Dumba at all costs and let go, letting go of Hollis and Tuck is not looking like such a great. I idea. had Dumba fever the other. The day I thought he played pretty good, but he's uh, got the overtime you know. winner. You know, yeah. How himself. old is he now? Twenty three, twenty four. Twenty three or four. Yeah, boy, we uh, you know that's it. It's 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 the whole thing in sports that we're making our decision so dang early on somebody. You don't have any choice because you got salary cap. You know, the salary cap is great for parity and all that stuff, but it's not so great in the fact that you have to rush guys because you get rid of your depth you can't pay it so. granlin's 25 already how about that i mean mm. he just he still seems like just a kid but uh you know and, and it has emerged into a pretty good scorer obviously but uh. i did have a thrill though i had my first one-on-one with nino oh how'd that um, go anything uh, usable he is the swiss joe mauer when it comes to <laughs> <laughs> in fact if you were to i think i'd rather interview joe <laughs> it was hard work. Yeah, there's a lot of... I mean, he had a five minute stretch where he uh, got robbed by the goalie. Yep, got hit in the head with a stick. You get you get hit in the face with a stick, and then he thought he had a goal, and they took it away from him right. and said yep. it wasn't tipped. Then I thought, oh, this would be a nice little, you know, he'll, you know, how about do you ever have five minutes like that in your life? Ain't happening. Did he? Did he give you? It's just hockey. That's that's the one you get now and then. I think I would have settled for it's just hockey. (laughs) It was, uh, but I I still like. I think he's a good player. Oh, fun to watch. Big monster. And when you look at you know what he did in the Islanders, languishing in that system, and then all of a sudden you know he's rejuvenated. When you look at what they did to that kid, that might be one of the worst developmental things ever. First of all, they let him come up and die as a nineteen-year-old. Yep. In, when he clearly wasn't uh, ready yeah, for the wasn't NHL. wasn't ready. And then, as a 20-year-old, he doesn't get a shift yeah. in the NHL. That's yeah, unbelievable. We'll be back with Jess Myers. He'll give us, uh, what are we going to do with the UMD Bulldogs when their entire team is going to the World Juniors? I'm worried about the Bulldogs. All right. Good. Getting you caught up on the week in pucks. It's the Hockey Half Hour with Jess Myers. Combination that requires the highest level of conditioning, speed, creativity. On the ride with Royce. There's a uh, still a small but loyal group of complainers about the Don out there that I hear from whenever they don't sweep somebody. Uh, uh, the Don's, uh, they, they're... they're they're, somehow they're trying to blame the Don for nobody going to go for hockey games, and I, I, I don't see, think it's his fault. I did see a suggestion today uh, okay. I- imploring Governor Dayton to appoint Don Lucia to the U.S. Senate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't right? think it's going to happen. No, and, and Don is a bit of a conservative anyway, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think that. Work, uh, no. But but yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, what's this guy got to do? Seriously. And hey, you're probably not going to win the Big Ten this year for the first time no, in yeah. six years. Has you're probably Notre not going to win lost your yet? No, yeah, they're okay. they're they're untouchable. I mean, they're just mm-hmm. you know they were a good team last year. They made the Frozen Four last year. They beat the Gophers last year in the NCAA playoffs. Then you bring them into this conference, and they're 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 really good, top to bottom. We That's knew good. They, we knew That's they would good be. to have somebody that. Might, when do they come to town? Maybe somebody. 
company to go to the game. I, they got to come here pretty soon, don't yeah, they? I think, I think it's in January they come, Good. To, they come, come to visit. And, you know, a lot of Notre Dame alumni. No, it's... Uh, yeah, end of January. Okay. Weekend good. before the Super Bowl. Let's get them in here. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, uh, you know, but, so they're going to be good. But, yeah, keep keep blaming the Don. Now, you and I talked a little bit off air. The, the World Junior thing complicates things because two Gophers, one Husky, five potential Bulldogs going to Buffalo with the World Junior team. Bob Motzko is the head coach yes. of the team. Uh, Ryan Petone is the assistant coach. And... The the better programs have scheduled for this now. It used to be, you know, you couldn't mm-hmm. afford to lose, you know, one or two of your top guys with a conference game in yeah. early January. The NCHC schedules that way now, and the Gophers have done that too. They have a non-conference series against St. Cloud State first weekend of January, so they figure... Two the, Gophers, right? Middlestead and who? Middlestead and Ryan Lindgren, good, okay. good defensemen, uh, okay. are, are both uh, potentially going over there. Uh, trying to win a second gold medal. They won it last year. Bob yeah. Motzko got, got the job once again, which is rare. that You don't see a, a guy doing it twice in a row. We don't know what is going to become of the NHL and the Olympics. Certainly they this thing is so messed up now with Russia not even going to be able to send a team or uh, whatever is going to go on there. But uh, if it stays this way, Motsko could be the uh, an Olympic coach here eventually, <laughs> don't you think? He could be, yeah. Absolutely. If you get in with USA Hockey, you got to get in with USA Hockey, right? right? And the, and that was all you know. You look at a guy like Dave Peterson, who oh, uh, you yeah. know, he he had an in there, wound up coaching in Olympic teams. You know, you also saw a lot of times where a guy had kind of paid their dues and they got the job that way. Lou Vero is a good example of that in '84. You know, he's a guy who had come up through the youth hockey ranks. But yeah, uh, Motsko is not only paying his dues, but you know, he's winning and he got yes. a gold medal last year. I mean, that's that's part of the deal. Is you know, if you can find success at the inter- international level, which is not that easy. I mean, some some really does good. The, uh, does the uh, national junior team get that weak side power play goal that uh, that Motsko is famous for? That's what you have to wonder. <laughs> As how quickly can he install that that guy sneaking in on the backside? I'm not on that a hockey play. guy, and I can don't let him stow. What's wrong oh, with you guys? Cover there, the weak side. There are a few things more fun to watch than being up in like the XL Energy Center press box, where you're way up above yeah. the ice, so you have the bird's eye view and watching Saint Cloud State on the power play. Because God, you can just see the chess pieces moving around uh-huh. and guys getting open. And, and that uh, little weak side thing has uh, worked well for them. That NCHC is a good. They got to be happy as clams. I mean, I'm. Sure, they missed the Gophers and the old crowds they used to draw, but uh, that's a hell of a league. North Dakota at St. Cloud State this weekend too. Ooh. Another another great series. I mean, you know, North mm-hmm. Dakota is uh, as as good as they get, and St. Cloud is num- number one in the computer rankings right now. So uh, and uh, Denver's uh, leading the league, right? Denver's yeah. leading the league, and they uh, went on the road and swept in Duluth last weekend, which was Oof. a big feat. Kepo uh, held held the Bulldogs to one goal on the weekend. That's uh, that's a pretty good thing to do. What do we got on the great outdoors? We're talking how to recruit the next generation of hunters, and we're also talking about don't go out on the ice when it's not safe. I mean, come on. No fish is worth that much. And a little salute to a great outdoorsman, I'm sure, uh, Ralph John Fritz, who uh, passed away today after a long battle with cancer. A uh, terrific fellow. Ralph John Fritz uh, has died at age 78. Uh, We uh, shall return tomorrow. Thanks, Jess. And uh, we'll be uh, back on Thursday with a Kevin Seifert and another fine group of guests. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 3. It was my first time traveling alone. Packed my car with hiking boots, a camera, and my dog, Randy. I don't know what I was searching for. Maybe it was something new with adventure. Maybe it was the idea of vacation I would never expect. Filled with wildlife, national parks, rivers, 
Whatever it was I set out to find, it was all there and more. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands, like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home, or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.